You are listening to the Badass Bitches for the Badass Bitches, hosted by Kim Coffin, Empowerment and Sexuality Coach with Get Your Sexy Back, and Carrie Hoffman, Align Practitioner with True Performance. Our goal is to bring you uncensored, pleasurable wellness for you, for your body, and for your mind. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we are talking about turning into your superpower. And we have a fabulous guest here today, my sister goddess, Sarah Chiswick. Sarah is a grief and sensuality coach, and we're so excited to have you here. So thank you, Sarah. I'll let you start off and tell us about you. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with two goddesses today. Yeah, so I am a grief and sensuality coach, but it wasn't always this way. I lost my dad when I was four years old to cancer, and I went through most of my life being completely like numb and cut off to my grief. Like my emotions are something that I avoided at all costs. And I was dating unavailable men. I was in a job that was disempowering. There was just like a ton of stuckness in my life. And uh, it wasn't until I finally took the time to actually look inward at my pain and move with my pain and kind of understand that the way out of the pain is literally through the eye of the storm of pain that I was able to come into a closer connection with who I am as a person and what I really desired in my life. And so all of these things kind of clicked together at once where I was really giving my grief its moments in the spotlight. I was really giving my grief the microphone that it never had. And then this whole new part of me emerged, this powerful kind of goddessly piece of me. And that's when I went on to resign from corporate America. And I am now in a really healthy, strong relationship. And I've shifted my career totally to be a grief and sensuality coach. So this whole kind of process has happened in the last just three years, which is wild. I know. I've been along the ride with you for these three years and they've been fucking amazing. Everything we've been doing has been so amazing. Yes, you are along for this ride. (laughs) It's been so fun. It is. It's hard to explain, isn't it? It's just so freeing. And it warps speed. Warp speed. Or like, I didn't even see, like, I didn't see an out for like years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, all the doors in front of me opened and I just walked through them and here we are. But it wasn't without the trade-off of like really taking a look at some of the hard stuff, which I think our society often tells us is like, you know, to avoid it, to shove things under the rug. I often ask women who I work with, like what they were taught about their emotions. And like, you should hear the things that they come back with, but it's just like, you know, everyone else's emotional well-being is above our own in our life. We often tend to like our partners, our kids, our family, friends before our own. So really like bringing sovereignty into my own emotions is a huge part of the process. Yeah, like being a good girl, sit there, be Ugh. a good girl, be quiet, don't ask for too much, don't take too much. Yeah. It's quite a trap, quite a trap. And I would explain most of my life until three, four years ago, the same. I was circling 
going through the motions in my head. I thought it was good, but what I thought was regular everybody's life was even a quarter, not even a tenth of what I feel and do now. The possibilities are endless and so much more fun. Yeah, the capacity frees up once we actually take a look at those darker emotions, those darker pieces. Mm. And I, I felt it was a way that to really come home to my body, come home to my power. And it wasn't the path that I expected. Like I was good girling my way through life all that time, getting the college education, the job, the apartment, you know, all those things that our society praises us for, but really they were kind of just distractions to coming into a better understanding of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us more about the turning the grief or your pain into your superpower. Yeah. What that so looks like. I'll share a specific story. So my mom, when I was born, she started writing these journals to me that she was going to gift me when I was old enough to receive it. And of course, when she started writing these journals, she couldn't have possibly imagined that her husband would pass away, that my father would die when I was four. And she gifted me a bunch of journals, I think like almost one for every year of my life, which is such a treasure. And I avoided them for a really long time. I think she gifted it to me probably over 10, 15 years ago. And I really didn't want to open that fourth year of journal because I knew that there was a page on there that just described the day of his death and who wants to like relive that, that tragedy. And so I started my grief journey by just scheduling time on my calendar to grieve because we schedule haircuts, we schedule appointments, doctors, but like the spaciousness to grieve, I didn't have that. And so one night in my, my scheduled like two hour block a week to grieve, uh, which I know has a lot of like masculine energy around like the scheduling, but it was, it was helpful for me as a Virgo to, to, to kind of structure that. I, so one night I knew I just needed to release and I bolted towards that fourth year journal and I flew open the journal. I flipped through all the pages. I went to the date of his death and I read and I had my box of tissues and I allowed myself to just ball like full on like temper tantrum, childlike cry. And What I learned through the School of Womanly Arts, which Kim and I did together, was that in the depth of your grief, if you can find just a drop of pleasure, a drop of turn on, and kind of pour that into the elixir that is your grief, that is your rage, that is your heartbreak, your devastation, then you can really come home to yourself. And so I put on a sexy piece of music at the end of this like fit that I had. And I started just slowly circling my hips and putting my hands on my body. And all of a sudden his death wasn't, it wasn't a dead weight on my shoulders anymore. It was like the fuel behind me. It was the fuel behind I suddenly, everything came into focus around how like, this is the work I'm supposed to be doing. And this is my passion. And I would never have known that had I not 
transmuted that grief into my sensual energy because that's where like the brain is like mm-hmm. oh like you're home mm-hmm. welcome home and that acceptance that huge acceptance of allowing that and I have full shivers they haven't left for about five minutes mm-hmm. like full all full body I can really resonate with that deep, deep connection that we can get to when we go into rage and to grief and then bring in that turn on and feel that, uh, just that connection to source, that power inside of us that tells us that no matter what, we will be fucking okay. And we're better for it. It's just so powerful. Yeah, it's like the ownership, like we take ownership for the full range of emotions. And when we take ownership for it, then it's like all ours for the taking and for like the making, like mm-hmm. there's this sense of power that comes from the ownership. And I definitely didn't have that for so long. I was like wanting to push my grief under any rug that I could find and just dis- disown it. So it was yeah, a huge grief, shift. rage, all of that. I remember any time my sexual assault would pop into my head, which it did quite often, nursing babies, yeah. having babies, having sex, whatever. I would like, nope, push it away, push it away, push it away. And I wasn't able to tap into my rage in the beginning. Rage is another emotion that we kind of play with, which I've taught many women and, and Carrie's come with us as well, different swamping events. I wasn't able to tap into my rage originally. I could tap into my grief. And eventually after a couple of years of practicing, I could, I always could get into a little bit of rage, but it took a couple of years of practicing to get into like full five, 10 minutes of rage, like really fucking letting it loose. And there's so much shame around these emotions. There's so much shame and judgment around, oh, you can't be angry. Oh, you can't yell. Oh, that that's not good. Like there's so much to unpack before you can get to these places. But when you do, the sky's the limit. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like cultivating your own sense of safety in those emotions is so important because like it's fossil fuel if it's not done in a way that brings you home to your body and creates like a deeper sense of connection to self and love. And then it becomes this renewable energy where, yeah, sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. You know, the keyboard example or piano example is a perfect one. We have all these acceptable high emotions, joy, love, celebration, ecstasy, all these high ones. And until you can go down to the lower emotions of rage and shame and judgment and anger and grief, not that one's bad or good, but until you can fully go down into the lower emotions on the keyboard and play the lower end of the keyboard, you don't get to have the higher end of the keyboard. You're playing middle C until then. And that one really just speaks to so many people. And that's why I like to use it. It is a perfect example. And I was playing middle C for 40 years of my life, 40 years. And if I really think about it, I didn't feel alive before. Like looking back, I'm like, what was that? And I remember feeling that pull because I felt so guilty and shamed myself for feeling not alive. I knew I didn't feel alive, but I had so much. So why wasn't I feeling happy? Yeah. Which almost causes, it did. It caused depression. It caused 
spiraling. It caused negative self-talk. It caused so much. Yeah. How was it for you, Carrie, when you uh, started tapping into some of those emotions? When you stop living in that fog, if I look back at, at the time that I was very unhappy, I was just going through the emotions. And when you finally come to that realization that the only person responsible for you is you. And if you don't take charge of your own life, nobody else is going to do it for you. So if you're in a situation that you're not happy with, no matter what it is, right? If we're, if we're hiding our grief, if we're not dealing with our grief or we're in an unhappy relationship, we're in an unhappy job, we're in an unhappy um, health state. If we don't take charge of it, nobody else is going to do it for us. So for myself going through the Align Academy was eye-opening to me, understanding that we hold all of these traumas and dramas in our body and they fester into disease. Yeah. It doesn't get any better if you don't do the work. Yeah. It lives in you. Your body keeps a score. It never goes away. It's crazy. It's a phenomenal book. (laughs) But it's yes. true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Sarah. That was that was pretty neat. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you were able to open up that page in your journal. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it's a treasure now. And it just took some time to get there. And so like the all the hard things are in life, it takes time to face them. And yeah. I also like truly believe that like you're ready when you're ready and not a minute sooner. And um, grief has so many different cycles and kind of rhythms within it that I, I think that when you're ready to kind of go inward and take a look, like you'll know and your body will draw yeah. you toward that as medicine. Definitely. Yeah, the, I remember the one thing though, and tell me if this is true for you too, Sarah, I wish I had done it sooner. I wish I had confronted my mother sooner. I wish I had called out my stepfather sooner. I wish I had told everybody and come alive and spoken my truth so I could have started this journey sooner. Do you? Yes. I mean, at times, and then also like all of those like years that I was disconnected from myself, kind of like hoping and looking for something that was greater than this I also like treasure those times because they were there was like this longing deep inside that I was kind of just I was like incubating and Mm. I think that in my personal journey if I had maybe gone through this work sooner I might not have been ready like mature wise um, like in my earlier mid-20s And it was really clear that like, as soon as I led myself down this path, that like all the other pieces of my life kind of clicked together. And do I wish that that had happened sooner? Yes, (laughs) for, for sure. But yeah, I think that the really incredible thing about this work and that we've seen in the classroom together is like just the wide range of ages that of women that this work is accessible to. I think I've always found that so inspiring and so fascinating to look around the room and see people my mom's age, like grandmother's age, like really. It was 92, like, right? One year, yeah. 92. Yeah, it's like cool. 
Wow. Even 18 year olds, 18 to 92. Yeah. yeah. I guess there's no time. You know, I think my one regret in there, not that I have a full regret, but I just, I wish I had been there and available earlier for my kids because by 30, I'd had all three. So it was yeah. 10 years of me raising them before I finally feel like I woke up and said enough is enough. So I guess I wish I had some more there. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely, I, I feel you in that, like, I wish I had cultivated that acceptance for all of me, like that acceptance for all the emotions, the low tones, the high tones, like the middle C. I wish I had cultivated that sooner for sure. Because now like walking through life, it's so much easier to like check myself when I'm like, oh, that's me trying to stuff down an emotion that actually needs to come to the surface right now. Like whatever it might be with my partner and my work, what have you. And now like to name it and then like let it free is a real liberating, liberating experience. And I get why I didn't do it too. And that fear that sits there on that cusp and won't allow you to go there is huge. Like it feels it, and it is to our body, life and death. Like it feels like if you go over that edge, you're going to die. So I get that. I think what I have learned and now I don't let it hold me back anymore is to lean into that fear resistance that shows up always. I'm sure you've seen that in any of my work. I push through any resistance or fear that I have now because as soon as you hit that cusp and go over that cliff, you're like, ah, oh, why so didn't I do better. it sooner? That wasn't yeah. as hard as I thought, but our bodies are screaming, you're going to die at you. Death, 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 don't do it. And it's, yeah, it actually is amazing on the other side. <laughs> Absolutely. You're like a fear slayer, resistance slayer now, Kim. Like, oh, I yeah, totally I am. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do a Facebook Live. Okay. Oh, podcast. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I just push through it all, everything, everything. Because you trust yourself and, and now you're cultivated. I do. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Trust is huge. What other tips do you have, Sarah, for people who do want to learn how to tap into? starting to feel yes their emotions I always say give yourself a five minute temper tantrum every morning like medicine to clear your vessel because I don't know if you're like me but sometimes very often I wake up on the wrong side of the bed where like even though I have kind of like what you were saying earlier Kim like everything is seemingly great I still wake up cranky. And so the way for me to clear that energy and and not when I say clear, I don't mean like excavate it because it's all part of us, but to just move it and like shake it loose in a way that can transform into something that's like your power and your passion and momentum for your day. I put on one angry song in the morning and I let myself punch a pillow, whack a pillow, whack a towel, or just like shake my body and like let the stuff kind of just build up. And then I'll put on one sad song and let the tears flow if they're there, kind of hold myself and kind of feel, feel the grief in my body for whatever it is that I am grieving at the moment. And then I'll do one pleasure song, one joyful song, one turn on song. So um, for your listeners, I always recommend um, 
the anger song that I always play is um, counting bodies like sheep. The sad song that I always play is This Women's Work by Kate Bush. And the turn on song, I love Higher Love by Whitney Houston and Kygo, that new remix, or Sixes to Nines by, I think it's Rationale, I think is their name. We can fact check it later. I can send Woman's Good too. Oh yeah. By Diana Gordon. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah sound of silence is a great grief one or anger yeah the new one though yeah Yeah. and just giving yourself the medicine in the morning to radically accept whatever is coming up for you whether it's like you're just pissed or you're frustrated or you're irritable or you're actually like in tears or feeling the grief really heavy just Spending that all of what, like seven minutes to just be in acceptance with it and in full like alignment with whatever is that breathes life into my day of like accepting myself wherever I am as I move throughout the day. So just that like kind of short morning routine can really move with you differently throughout the day and, and hold you in a way of acceptance and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you don't have time, because sometimes we don't always have time for a quick swamp of three songs, even just starting with full acceptance of I'm feeling shitty right now, or I'm feeling angry right now. And it is exactly the right way to feel. That's another quick one to just keep repeating to yourself. I'm feeling frustrated and it's exactly the right way to feel. Just yeah. giving. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard in the beginning to start that, but you're like, but I feel like shit. I don't want to feel like shit. No, like it's easier to lean into it and have that acceptance for it. And it'll actually disappear so much faster if you do that. Otherwise you're fighting against it and it's going to last a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So that one helps. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Radical acceptance. That was huge. And embodiment. I think that's some great information that we're sharing with all of our listeners on how to work through and ask the questions that we need to do. So thank you ladies for sharing that with us. Yes, thank you. Really grateful to have these conversations. They're so rooted in deep wisdom. So yeah, and so helpful because if I had heard this conversation eight, 10 years ago and I'm like, you can get angry, you can hold your grief. I probably would have been like, no, that doesn't sound right. But my body would have been like, oh my gosh, I want this so bad. If you listen to your body, yeah, it'll lead you the way. It'll Absolutely. Show you. Just this something pulling you, calling you. Yeah. Yeah. So much wisdom in the body. Yeah. So all of our contact information is going to be in the bottom of the podcast. And we would love for you to drop down to the bottom of your podcast app and give us a five-star rating. We are almost, or we might even be there by the time this podcast goes out at 2000 downloads, which is so exciting because we really just started promoting our podcast a few months ago. We skipped the first eight months, but you know, whatever, living and learning. So we like when you're tired with a baby, (laughs) (laughs) like, we're supposed to be sharing this shit. Okay. <laughs> so we would love for you to hop on and uh, give us a five-star rating. Love to hear from you. And 
any questions, message us, ask us. We're totally open. All of us are super lovely, friendly women who do not bite. We do not hold judgment. Everything is open. Everything goes. And pretty well all open books too, which is really, really cool. So until next time. Thank you for listening to The Badass Bitches. We invite you to follow us and join in the conversation on Facebook at 4BadassB, using the number 4, and on Instagram at 4BadassBitches, again, using the number 4, because we are for all you badass bitches. We'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, and what you would love to hear more about. Until next time, bitches.